A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. It's Postmatch Podcast. Liverpool lost 3-0 to Watford away from home, breaking the unbeaten run. Um, our first defeat of the season. First up with the match reaction, it's me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Redmen TV. Watford 3, Liverpool 0. That was fucking shite, wasn't it? Absolutely fucking shite. Um, grown so accustomed, have we, to Liverpool just winning games of football that um, I think 1-0 I thought yeah it'd be fine we'll just do what we need to do with 2-0 you think okay might be a stretch but we'll do what we need to do with 3-0 it's game over isn't it absolutely game over uh, Liverpool were utterly dog shit tonight um, and I haven't had many causes to say that this year I've said it a lot over the last 10 years of doing this channel 13 odd you know of, of, of making red men in general and 30 odd years of being a Liverpool fan um, but yeah not been very used to saying that a lot this season uh, look I, I think it's easier to list the players who were, out, were half decent than it is to talk about the ones who were shite um, there's one who I will talk about and I, I saw I'll be good friends Steve Hall putting out that it's not fair to single out individual players um, which is absolutely true apart from Dejan Lovren who's fucking awful Um at some point, Dejan Lovren won't be a Liverpool player anymore, and that will be a fine day. I, I, look, he is who he is at this point. You know, but unfair to be absolutely. You know, there'll be people who take the criticism too far because there always are. Um, he's not played a lot of football since his injury, to be fair. And we saw this in the FA Cup game in Shrewsbury. Um, the defenders were were all over the place because they were lacking in, lacking in Matt Sharpers massively. But every uncomfortable situation that Liverpool found themselves in I thought Lovren was the heart of all of them he just when his head goes it goes in the biggest and most tangible aware 442s call it going full Lovren and he went full Lovren tonight and real shame because it's mad because Matip come on the other week uh, come on against West Ham and had five minutes of madness as well Joe Gomez has raised the bar for what we expect from a partner for Virgil van Dijk and I think you can see that look He's what our third, third or fourth choice centre half. You can't be too critical of that, to be perfectly honest, because we've seen some really, really good performances from Dejan Lovren down the years, but we've seen this performance numerous times, numerous times in that time as well. And you can have the odd one here and there. Like Trent, Trent I don't think Trent has a good game today. He's a fault for one of the goals as well. Um, for probably, probably one of his worst performances in a while, but. Like the ratio of brilliant performances to poor performances is staggering. It's staggering. Whereas Lovren, it, it's 
he just has this too much. And look, you know, it is what it is. He's not going to be a Liverpool player forever. And, and mercifully, you know, our team isn't built around him. Uh, one player who weirdly, I think for some people who, who, who don't understand it, uh, our team is built around Jordan Henderson as well. The, the midfield was all over the place. There was no organisation. There was no drive. There was no fight. There was no one barking orders. There was no one telling people where to be. So disorganised. When Delafeo goes off injured, like their best player that had up to that point, that should have been a real thing to kick us on. We should have been better. And Liverpool never were. I think we got one shot on target in the whole game. It was just poo, 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 poo. Allison was all, Allison was all right. Um, Andy Robertson was probably man of the match. But I think he was good. He was really good from start to finish. He was someone who tried to make things happen, got into good positions. Little, in fact, the only shot on target comes from him, doesn't it? So, yeah, that probably deserves some credit in some way, shape or form. Firmino was crap. Salah was crap. Mane tried his best, but they're all forcing it by the, by the, by the end of the game. And yeah, Fabinho... Uh, we just don't need. We didn't need Fabinho for these runner games. We're trying to get him up to speed. I think we're trying to rotate the squad. We're trying to get players in, um, and it's not quite working. Something about this time of year for whatever reason. But yeah, um, that was crap. Liverpool um, are going to need to pick themselves up and dust themselves down. There's an FA Cup game where you know we've we've blown the opportunity to go unbeaten all season. It's mad that I'm disappointed. We've not won the league in 30 years. We've not won the Premier League. Um, our, the only thing we've ever wanted is that, and we're, we're faced with a situation now where Liverpool could probably lose like five games between now and the end of the season. They'll still win the league, and we'll be disappointed. If Liverpool don't do something really, truly magic this season, we'll feel like we've been let down somehow, whereas we haven't. Winning the league is all we want. It's just that the possibilities of a little bit more have been so tantalising. We're so good. But look, it's up to this squad to pick itself up, dust itself down and go again because if they want to be recognised as what they should be recognised as is probably the best club side to play in this league, um, then that's on them to go and start winning football matches and go and put another unbeaten run together. Um, look, you know, I, I think I saw a tweet from Carl Kopak saying, you know, I'll, I'll take a, a league defeat every 13 months if that's what's on offer. Uh, we'll probably be all right won't we uh, so yeah look Liverpool are going to go and get the league title won we should probably go and uh, have a little word with ourselves calm down I, 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 it was like gallows humour we had a bit of a rice man a bit of a chuckle watching it because it's mad like Liverpool just lost 3-0 to Watford we've literally not lost the game all season in the league we've dropped two points and then we've gone away and lost to Watford it's, uh, it's, it's the magic of football that's the way you've kind of got to look at it it's hard because we're so hardwired into our own football clubs but that that's why footy's boss not seeing Liverpool lose but although if you're an Arsenal fan I bet you're fucking made up right now um, football's boss is because any team can win on any given situation which is as much as people are talking about oh it's a poor quality of the Premier League it's not it's not. Liverpool have just been an absolutely ruthless winning machine up until that point. And bearing in mind that it's possible for anyone to beat anyone, that nobody has beaten Liverpool in the league up to then, is something that deserves massive credit. It's a real shame that we live in a world where we're going to have to live with Arsenal fans finding all kinds of fucking gifts and memes and the official Arsenal account tweeting fucking banter age shit for a couple of days. But... Oh well, it is what it is. Hopefully we'll be able to dry our eyes on a big silver and, you know, gold top trophy in a few weeks' time, crowned as the champions of England in a season where we're already the champions of the world and the reigning European champions as well. Big fucking massive shrug. Okay, there you go. Thrilling stuff. Thank you very much for sticking with us this far. Uh, next up is Mr Chris Pajak with the player ratings. Hello and welcome to the Redmen TV. It is player ratings time after... Liverpool were beaten by three goals to nil by Watford. Um, 
Didn't think I'd be saying that one this evening, uh, where before kickoff. Uh, after about 45 minutes, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was a pretty pants performance. Nothing changed my mind between 45 and 95. Um, Liverpool were dog shit today. Um, probably our worst performance. Nay, definitely our worst performance of the season. Um, we were outworked, we were outfought, we were outthought. Um, tactically, they got it spot on. They applied themselves. They did extremely well. And they played brilliantly, to be fair to them. Um, Liverpool, ha Liverpool were shit. But don't take anything away from Watford today. You know they, they executed their game plan really, really well, uh, and a few shocking performances uh, from some Liverpool players. Uh, so we're going to start with the goalkeeper, and then we're going to do comments at the end of the video as well. Um, so if you want to give me, say, if you just do a comment with a player rating, uh, someone that you want to talk about, and just why you've given them that. So for example, um, Fabinho six, he was okay. Um, Something like that, probably not that. We're probably not going to read that one out, um, but something like that. So, uh, I'm going to start with the goalkeeper. I'm going to start with Alisson. Um, randomly had an okay game. Um, you know, Sars two goals were splendid, uh, to be honest with you. I thought he was sound. Um, obviously, Dini doesn't really have much that he can do about that one either after the ball was given away by Trent. Um, so I'm going to give him a, a, a six and a half, something like that. I'm going to do a lot of half marks today, um, just so that there is some difference between some of the marks, because uh, a lot of these are going to be quite low. Uh, Trent, um, five and a half for Trent today. Um, Dini got him early, didn't he? I don't know how early it was, um, but there's no excuse. I think he just wasn't good. Um, you know, and there was a lot put on his young shoulders again today. Um, it's very difficult when Watford have five at the back and you're basically asking Trent to cross the ball in, not from near the byline, not from the penalty area, but from 15 yards deep into an absolutely swamped Watford back, uh, back well, defensive area with five defenders most of the time and four in front of them. And he held a quite a good line on the edge of the area as well, so it made it really, really difficult for him. Um, and he wasn't able to, to pull something out the bag today. Um, so, on to uh, the centre halves. Um, so, there's going to be quite a lot of debate around the player rating that I give Dejan Lovren. So, leave me yours and why in the comment section below for Tom to read out a little bit later. I'm going to give Dejan a three today. And I'll be honest, I can't remember if I've ever given a three before. Tom, do you remember if I've ever given a three before? I, I, I don't tend to go too low, do I, on my player ratings. Um, but Dejan was poor today. He was terrible. Uh, as bad as I can remember from any Liverpool player for a long time. Probably since the last time Lovren played like that, to be honest, which was over a couple of years ago now. Um, Dini must have been absolutely relishing the fact that Lovren was getting the start today. And... Lovren was holding him and grabbing him and gripping him and pulling him and still not winning the ball. And he was too aggressive today. His passion was shite. His decision-making was shite. And just generally, he was shite. Um... Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It sends about part of Virgil van Dijk. I don't think was great either. Um, I think he had a little bit of a struggle today. Maybe it was because he was partnered with Dejan Lovren. Um, I'll probably just give Virgil a six. Um, and then Andy Robertson, I'm going to give him a six and a half. Um, I thought in an attacking sense, he was better than Trent. I thought in a defensive sense, he was better than Trent. Because I forgot, you know, Delafay, who sort of ripped Trent a little bit of a new arsehole early on in the game. He had him put, turned around and he was running at him. Uh, that wasn't really the case with Robertson. I thought he held his own, uh, although the back foot four did struggle as a unit today. Um, so, yeah, I'll give, I'll give Robbo a six and a half. Um, Midfielder-wise, Fabinho in the six. I'm going to give him a five, and I think a large proportion apologies of why he's got a five isn't just down to him. Um, it's down to his midfield partners, Ox and Wijnaldum, because there was too much space for Fabinho to cover today. Um, and there was times when I, I just couldn't see where Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain was. He was high left, he was high right. And there was never, he never seemed to be a valid option for a midfield pass. Uh, he didn't, uh, you know, and Fabinho was isolated. And because he was isolated, it looked to me like he had a poor game. Uh, so I'll move on to, to Ox, who I thought uh, probably a 5 out of 10 again. You know, when he had the ball at his feet, it was okay. You know, but it was about the team and that midfield and not being able to get the ball into his feet because he wasn't in the right areas and his spatial awareness wasn't quite right today. He wasn't cropping up in the right places. So for me, that was a poor performance from Alex and probably uh, one of his poorest that I've seen so far in his Liverpool career. But... I just, you know, I missed Jordan Henderson big times today, and Liverpool missed Jordan Henderson big times today. And from a leadership standpoint, from a setting a standard standpoint, um, and just from his drive and determination, his ability to cover every blade of grass, we didn't see that out of Ox. And I know I shouldn't mark Ox because he's on what Jordan Henderson does, but I'm going to because it's my fucking show. Um, so Genie Wijnaldum next. Um, not surprised that he was substituted. Um, 
Again, he got he got, he got a little bit of a a, a a poor tackle from was it Will Hughes, I think. And he was never really in the physical battle today, and that's not something you can normally say with Wijnaldum. He normally relishes that side of the game. He normally imposes his his physicality and his will onto the player that he's coming up against. He didn't, uh, and as such, I'm going to give him a five as well. Uh, Mo Salah, um, fucking magic game of hide and seek from Mo there. Um, 90 minutes, no one could fucking find him apart from Dejan Lovren once, uh, as far as I remember. Poor performance, uh, couldn't find space, couldn't find the ball. Um, not the only one in the front three. In fact, his partner, Sadio Mane, was exactly the same. Uh, when he did get the ball, looked to try and create something, lost the ball, and you're like, come on, man. We need we need more at the front three. Um, that's just the way that it is. I'm going to give them both fives, and I'm going to give Bobby a six and a half because I thought he tried. You know, there was far too much of our forward play stood still, not moving, waiting for the ball into their feet. Um, Bobby wasn't one of those players. I thought Mo and Mane were. And that's just my opinion. Like, leave me yours in the comments, of course. Um, so, yeah, that's theirs. I think overall, my, you know, obviously we're going to do the subs and stuff. But before we do that, I just want to give my overall sort of feelings. I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. This is the best Liverpool side I've ever seen. Yes, we've conceded two. Uh, sorry, yes, we've conceded three goals. It was a shocking performance. But the last time we had a poor performance in the league, it was against Manchester United, and we went on and won 18 games on the bounce afterwards. So we've still got the ability to do that. We're still going to win this league by a fucking mile. We're still going to be able to hopefully get back against Atletico because we've got the quality in the squad, and we've still got the quality to go through against Chelsea. This is a blip and nothing more than a blip. So we need to make sure that we keep our heads on. Unfortunately, that doesn't sound great coming from me after I've just given a load of lads threes and fives, but that's the nature of the player rating show, I'm afraid. Um, so on to Divock Origi, uh, terrible, uh, five. Uh, Lalana, okay, six. Minamino, okay, um, was he playing? Did he come on? Five. Um, into the comments then, Tom. Um, we've got a super chat from Muad Al Husni. Thank you, Sorry. Muad. Um, but he says Trent gets a three, couldn't cross the ball and got ripped. He couldn't cross the ball and he got ripped. <laughs> Muad, you're absolutely spot on. Um, I disagree with you on the rating, but you know that's your prerogative. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I'm just, it's subjective, isn't it? Uh, Albertos says Lalana was really good when he came on. He's just such a natural footballer. I really enjoy watching Lalana play. And I said it to the lads upstairs. I was like, I think he's our most naturally gifted footballer. He's one of those players who, when he comes on, he doesn't take time to get into a game. His touch is fucking perfect from first pass to last pass. He's just a dead... It's just a really silky player. And you see players who can take 20 minutes to warm into a game or who can't come on as a sub, who need to come on at the start and build the way into the game. That's not Alana. He does it whether he's been out for six months, six weeks or six minutes. He just comes in and he just plays well. It's what he does. Um, I just felt like this team needed a little bit more leadership than just Adam Lallana. And I don't really think he's able to grab a game by the scruff of the neck, if I'm honest, Adam Lallana. Although he did a very good impression of that today. Next one. Um, Ayed Aljanabi says, "Don't scapegoat Lovren. The whole team was shit today." Oh yeah, absolutely. But he was the worst of the bunch, and I defy anyone to sell me otherwise. <laughs> um, it's true. He was yeah. the worst of the bunch. I'm not scapegoating him. He was shocking. 
Uh, Fernando Rivera says this was easily Van Dyke's worst game for us so far. Probably, yeah, I think that's probably right to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, just a really tough game all round. As I said at the beginning, like Watford played really well. You know, that Sar was electric. Deeney played his part in in unsettling Lovren. And once Lovren's head's gone, his head's gone. But that's down to Troy Deeney. That's down to him getting in his head, him getting physical with him, him relishing that battle and beating him in that battle time and time again. And what Watford did really well is they used a five at the back. And I said this, uh, I've just filmed the instant match reaction uh, for the website. Um, and, you know, it's a subscriber podcast. You get that 10, 15 minutes, I think it was about 15. Um, that, that's a podcast that I've just done with Ross. And one of the things that I said on there is, you know, they played five at the back, and I think that's why we struggle with the three forwards today. I think when somebody does drop deep, uh, maybe it's Firmino or something like that, or when those balls are played in and, and Mane and Salah are a, a ghosting century, there was just another man in the line. Quite often come up against three at the back. We very often come up against four at the back. It's not often we hit a straight back five. And I felt like Watford played that really well today. And he just made it really, really difficult in for those front three players. And it's why they weren't able to get into the game. That was Watford's game plan. And the difficult thing is when he got that five at the back and he got four midfielders and you've only got one striker, the one striker needs to be able to hold the ball up or he needs to win three kicks. And that's what Trudini did. And if Trudini was anybody else, Watford's game plan wouldn't have worked. But it did work because he was there and they had willing runners, athletic guys who didn't run out of steam against us. And that's why they were able to turn it on today against us, I thought. Um, Harry Wynn Griffith says, haven't felt like this for a while. It feels very strange. It does. You, you, you know what? It's like, it feels like a death in the family, to be honest with you. It's been that long and I've taken it that badly. Um, I'm just so glad Liverpool are good nowadays because we used to do this regularly. Like, we've had seasons where we've lost 15 games or something while we've been doing this. This hurts because I'm just not used to it anymore, and that is testament to how good this side are. And 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 it's I've been blindsided by it because I didn't think in a million years they were going to win against us, and they did. And fair play to them. One more time. Uh, well, we just got two super chats in. Go ahead. Uh, Twelve foot wall with a blue super chat says attack is too complacent this season. Team Werner in. I think we'll get Team Werner anyway. To be honest with you, I I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a tad premature, or I think after what the front three have done this season, to say that it's, uh, what was the wording again? Uh, it was complacent. Complacent. I, I think that's a bit harsh, personally. Um, I, I don't think they've been complacent. I think they've struggled today. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, I think it's very difficult to say any part of the side's complacent when you've won as many games as we have when you've lost your first game in the extra day, February 29th. You know, when you've lost your first game of the Premier League season, February 29th, it's hard to say that anybody's been complacent. I really I really can't say that myself. Um, green Super Chat from Sorab. I'm not going to try to say the rest of it. He says, Lovren is a bad influence on Salah. Sell him or separate them. <laughs> well, or you could say that Lovren's been a great influence on Salah. Um, yeah, you could say that Lovren's been a great influence on Salah because what have Salah's achieved? And, you know, their budding friendship and uh, bromance has helped Salah move on. But, you know, I think Lovren is a bad influence on this Liverpool side, personally, um, not just Mo Salah. And we'll have one more, please, Tom. Yeah, another super chat came in from Shane. He says, Shane. do we play Lovren and Matip versus Chelsea? 
no new new. That's a bit of a bummer way to end the show. Tom, have we got one more? Maybe someone who's feeling a little bit upbeat? Yeah, Jamie Cantillo says, it's okay, it will be nice to have the Premier League undefeated, but all I want is the trophy. That's all that fucking matters. That is all that matters. Jamie's absolutely nailed it. We're still going to win the Premier League. We're going to end our 30-year drought. We're still in with a good chance in Europe if we can just get that one goal against Atletico to start us off. The crowd will be up for it. We've got a good squad. We're going to beat Chelsea. We're going to progress into the FA Cup next round, and we're going to go on and win a... How many trophies? One, two, three, four, five trophy season. I'll take one defeat at Watford for that. And last... But by no means least, um, once again, you absolute individual. You, I'm talking to you, listener, right now. You are a hero for sticking this out. You're also a slight glutton for punishment. Uh, Chris and Ross have just done the instant match reaction, which is on the redmentv.com in full. Here's a clip from that. And if you want the full show for whatever mad reason that might be, maybe you just need a little bit of help getting through it all, uh, yeah, head over to the website. Delphi, you had Trent on toast. For the moment he said, oh, God, yeah, I forgot all about and then, him. And then, you know, if I, if I like, buried him into the ground and tried to do him a favour, but he never got any better. And, you know, you talk about all the things about Liverpool taking control, being calm. And I think I'm not blaming the whole performance on Dejan Long, but I think a lot of that stems from his performance of unsettling their back four. They've been really good. It did times where you can spend five, ten minutes, you know, if, you, if you're behind Liverpool, take possession of the ball, pass it round, just calm things down, slow the pace down a little bit. And then you've got someone who's just kind of hacking the ball and putting everybody else on edge. I think, you know, the warning signs were there. Watford had the chances and um, Allison's making big saves. You know, the alarm bells were all going off, but, you know, they just seems to be there. And I think it was an ideal game for Jeannie Van Alden and Fabinho as well. In that sense, you know, you think of those two, you think, you know, aggressive, physical players mm. were just out-battled for the whole game. And just going back to the uh, the Lovren thing, I noticed on Twitter when the game finished, Simon Brundish put something out. Uh, Van Dijk, Gomez, four goals conceded in 1,242 minutes. Van Dijk, Lovren, 11 goals conceded in 724 minutes. Um, so maybe it's not Jordan Henderson that we're missing. Maybe it's Joe it's Gomez today. Uh, but both. no, it's both. It's got it's got yeah. to be both, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, the you know. <sighs> It, they say it's difficult sometimes to quantify exactly what our midfield are doing in stats. But when you take one of them away, you can see exactly what the midfield isn't doing. You know, there was too much ground for me for Fabinho to cover in the centre on his own. Ox and Wijnaldum were too far forwards, leaving him isolated time and time again. Um, and he wasn't able to play out. You know, they were play, able to play through us because of that. You know, the amount of times I was just sort of looking at the TV, wondering where Ox was, and you know, he's high, wide left, high, wide right, in between the centre forwards, and the balls being played around the fullbacks and the midfielders, and you just want someone to drop in yeah. and and give that, him a pass. That's the thing. It's all right having the players to go up there and go up top. But I think you want to do when we're watching the game. The lack of movement. You know, you got three the, statues. Well, yeah, three of the best forward players in the Premier League or in Europe, in fact, just being marked by well, what two two plus players each, mm. and each and Chamberlain fans. You know, we saw Bobby come deep at one point, but then as soon as he does come deep, he's got people around him and just to take him out of the game, and he's only pass on then is Fabinho because the others have already moved up top, and he just. Just run out of ideas. There you go. Thanks very much. That was the post-match podcast. Make sure you go over to theredmentv.com and sign up if you want more. Other than that, the final word show will be available on YouTube, uh, on iTunes and Spotify, etc. on Monday afternoon.